0: Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini and I'm here with my longtime business partner Adam Sunhalder. And we're here on Wednesday night, 7:30 p.m. And we're talking tonight about. A subject that my my longtime partner here is going to tell you in about two seconds. But what we are, we're business coaches, and we talk about our exploits of dealing with hundreds of clients, customers, small business owners, and what those small business owners are are, are owners who own small businesses, less than 25 people usually. That's our sweet spot, maybe a couple million bucks in in revenue. Thank you, Adam. No problem, Jack. Taking care of those technical issues. But uh, yeah, so we have a lot of fun coaching, and, and those clients that stay with us and work our prog- program are successful, and we define success as growing sustainable profits. Anything less than that is BS, and there's a lot of people peddling BS out there. <laughs> so what do you think, Adam? How are you doing tonight on this fine, fine summer evening?
1: I've heard of people shoveling BS. I'm trying to figure out how you pedal BS, Jack. That sounds kind of messy. You, you do know? it
0: with little latex gloves on, just like going around with your dog. And no, you take I'm, care I'm of picturing pedaling. I'm,
1: I'm picturing a bike. I'm trying to pedal through Are you pedaling through it? Yeah, you know, stepping in dog do. Well, if it's do. deep
0: enough, if it's deep enough. And we know some people who do that, too. Well, stepping uh, in
1: stepping dog do is one of those things you never forget. It has a certain feel to it. You know when, you know when you've know you done it. It's kind of like stepping on gum when you're walking outside, and you just kind of know... Before you even pull your foot off the off the pavement, you know that you've stepped in gum, and it's just uh, you don't want to look. How bad's it going to be, right?
0: Sort of feels like uh, going into those muddy rivers with bare feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> it can work that way as well. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. <laughs>
1: so yeah, so we're here. We're here uh, live every Wednesday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern for Dirty Seekers of Small Business, and we're here to help and share and have some fun about small business and the world of small business and everything that goes on and lots of the secrets that exist that you owners out there understand because you're living it every day but the folks who don't own companies might be surprised a lot of the secrets of things that kind of go on and so we like to address those issues and and bring them up for people to kind of talk about it and shed some light on them and and give some examples of not only our personal experiences of having owned and operated twenty companies but also the hundreds and hundreds of clients we've helped we're all small companies we typically define small as anywhere from one to twenty five employees And as part of our show, you are always, always, always welcome to be part of the show. We encourage you to call in. You can get us here live in the studio by calling 440-946-9468. Even if you're listening by podcast and you aren't listening to us live on the radio, you can call in, again, 730 to 830 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays and get us here and be able to share your how question and react to one of the things that we're talking about. You can also tweet at us at Mm -hmm. at maximumvp.com. Actually, I just got onto Twitter about a week and a half ago, so you can tweet me at at Adam Sonhalter, and you can try to get get to me that way as well. You can follow me on there as well. Just kind of easing our way into the social media world to kind of get out there and see what's going on. So feel free to follow us on there as well. Um,
0: Hey, wait a minute. I'm on Twitter too.
1: Yeah, you just tweeted earlier today. That's right. started the
0: ball rolling. See what happens. Everyone should be on Twitter, right? They say that. Why do they say that, Adam?
1: I don't know who they are, Jack, but they, they certainly know a lot from what they I've been do. told. They do.
0: They say if you do Twitter, you're going to get all kinds of business for your company. You believe that?
1: Yeah, that could be a different show to talk about that. That's going to be our topic tonight, but that's definitely definitely a possibility for a good show to talk about uh, social media and, and its impact on, on marketing and driving business. We'll go back to our earlier
0: days where we talked about myths. Of small business, sure. And uh, boy, if that isn't one of them, I don't know what is. It depends on the subject, but uh, I mean, on the ta- on the on the target. But uh,
1: so does that make us tweeters or twitterers? Tweeters, twitterers, or tweeters. All right. Yeah, who, who knew if you wanted to grow up to be a tweeter? Right. That's 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 something to something to aim for.
0: <laughs> All right. So how we that get? I was in?
1: on the list of things <laughs> to grow up and and excel to, right? <laughs> <laughs> might mm. be in today. I mean, they, 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 I don't know if they still do testing these days in terms of what you're supposed to be when you grow up. They used to be very popular back in the day, but uh, it's probably too offensive these days to, 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 to do something like that to tell you what you should be. Be a Twitter expert. Yes. yes. Well, it'll be something else by the time they by the time they graduate and or, or grow up in five years. You know, yeah, whatever it might yeah, be.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: All right. So we are big fans of the word how. H o w and most owners start start questions like that they'll ask how minute, questions wait, every wait, day wait
0: wait h-o-w is there another way to spell how
1: <laughs> <laughs> might be i don't know oh okay You're you'll, have to, r- you'll probably have to check that out while i'm talking here jack you'll be, able, you'll be able to tell them. you got all the answers over there different that's siri right. can got, tell you i got my new iphone yeah siri siri knows so we talk about trying to help people get unstuck you know we're the unstuckers the unstuckables help get people unstuck from that state of how and A lot of questions that our clients wrestle with, and usually there's some themes. It's, uh, it's hard to it's hard to say what the theme is going to be each week, but typically each week we'll have a theme where there'll be topics that our clients will bring up that the the companies are totally unrelated, but a topic will kind of come up that Jack and I will see a will see a thread. Usually there's there's one or two themes like that where again it'll come up again and again and again. And one of the ones that, that that's come up recently that we want to talk about a little bit today, and it's something that, that's very fresh in my mind as I'm coming off of. Uh, a recent trip out west here is how do i achieve a work life balance hmm work life balance people hear about that stuff all the time and so like with many of these things you know i, I guess it it's helpful to start with a, a, a simple definition because i know that my definition of what work life balance looks like is probably gonna be different than yours jack and be different to the, to many of our listeners and there's probably some other source out there that might define what a work-life balance means. You know,
0: people argue and write, write terrible letters and do social media all about the perils of work-life balance and trying to achieve it, yet there's really very little uniformity about how to define what it is. Just like you said, you and I will have differences. Anyone else who we bring into our studio here will have differences. And how do you, re- how do you really cover a subject like that meaningfully that's the issue so yeah work life balance a great thing let me uh since i have my new phone here i have my new iphone i used to be a uh, a different kind
1: of phone so carrier you're now here. you're now a full convert to the dark side jack welcome uh, that's
0: right so i'm i'm looking up the definition of work life balance and it's a concept according to wikipedia it's a concept including proper prioritizing between work, and they define work here as career and ambition. I could discuss that one too, but, and lifestyle. So they define prioritizing between work and lifestyle. And lifestyle is defined as health, pleasure, leisure, family, and spiritual development and meditation, all those kind of things. So if you take that definition... Where do we want to go with that? Boy, that goes into a never-never land if anything does. But just start with work. Career and ambition. you got to balance that against lifestyle. All right? Health, pleasure, leisure, family, spiritual. Yeah, you balance that.
1: Well, I'm trying to, I guess as I'm looking at this, I'm looking at what I've written on the piece of paper. I've got I've got work slash life, right? So I'm focused on the slash. It's separating the two. That's kind of what that, what that means. So the, the, the concept is, you're reading through that, that definition, Jack. So you're saying, okay, work defined as career and ambition because you can't be ambitious in anything other than your career, right? Apparently. I, think, that's, yeah, well, I don't, yeah. That's what this is saying, right? And then lifestyle, you said health, <coughs> pleasure, leisure, family, spiritual development. Okay, so pleasure. So you can't have ambition except for work, and you can't have pleasure except for your lifestyle? I mean, how many, how many owners do we know that, that love what they're doing? No, that's uh, they get a tremendous pleasure. We, we love, you know, yeah. we've
0: been together for 15 years
1: doing this stuff. We love it. So, so the idea, I guess uh, you know, I want to focus on on that slash though, Jack, you know, the idea that, that things are, are, you know, have to be separated. I think that's where people tend to struggle with this. And for me, it was, you know, I remember first hearing this term probably 10, 12 years ago and I, I was scratching my head going, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? And. You know, having grown up with an entrepreneur, you know, my dad was always kind of around when, when needed, you know, in terms of whether it be going to a, to a game or taking me somewhere or, or doing different stuff. And, you know, often unbeknownst to me, you know, I'd go to sleep at, you know, 8, nine, ten o'clock at night as a kid. And he'd be up till 1 or 2 in the morning doing some work stuff. You know, but he kind of just let stuff kind of meld together. You know, it, it was just there wasn't a slash, I guess, is my point that slash never existed it was just that's just how things were you know and almost work was a part of life why is that to be slash and kind of be separated why can't it just you got life Blend and 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 all well, that's part where the of word
0: balance balance comes in right so i i think the knock on on it uh, on it being balance is that you you work too many hours you're working too much that seems to be the the complaint that I hear quite often is that I'm working in long hours. I want more time off. I want to have time off for this. I want to have time off for that. Could be having a baby, could have an anniversary, could have you name the multitude of things, and it keeps growing as the company itself tries to accommodate this so called balance. It doesn't seem to be balance on both sides. You know, you do have a, a job to do. Or you do have a career or you have a business. In our case, that's who we coach. And they can't turn that off. They can't turn that work day off. They can't not listen to, you know, any text or, or read any text that they get, any voicemails if they're on vacation. And yet people who aren't in people's shoes who love business can't understand that. So I don't know what balance really means. You know, and that's what you're trying to get to, Adam. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying we're, to we're trying to get to that, that that, that, crossover, if you will. And it really is the two should blend if all goes well. If you got a job, chances are you're going to push for a work-life balance, which, which uh, is slanted towards getting more time off in a way because you don't like what you're doing. If you like what you're doing, what the heck? I don't mind putting in the extra time. I'll make it up with the family, you know. And, and to get forced into taking time away, that's total nonsense, to try to
1: balance it that way. I'm struggling with some visuals here. You know I'm not very artistic that way. Um, but I, you know, I drew almost like a donut here. Right? I got I got a big circle of life. And then within that circle, I got work. You know, kind of taking the, 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 the whole part of the donut, right, in terms of just trying to be – because to me, it's got to be part of it versus – the balance of that, you know, I've drawn a little teeter-totter here, Jack. I've got work on one side and life on the other side of it, right? All right. You know, and, but I guess that, that that slash is really bugging me right now as, as we're starting to talk about this, you know. So I want to, and we got to head to our first break here here uh, here in a minute, and I, I want to come back and kind of focus a little more on the slash. and kind of. I think if we can get rid of the slash, I think people will start to understand why they're maybe looking at it the wrong way. And instead of trying to separate these two out, that they're intimately intertwined. And it's probably been the case since day one that humans have been around, that there's always work. And work is kind of a part of life, you know. So let's come back. When we come back from break, we'll talk more about this whole idea of concept of trying to find work-life balance. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And I'm still working with
0: my iPhone. And I have eight ways to achieve better work-life balance that we'll pick up in a later segment. Uh, but there we're business coaches with maximum value partners. That's what we do. We coach owners of small businesses on how to become successful, more profits.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hello,
0: Adam, and I'm Jack Mancini. And we're business coaches with maximum value partners. And the people we coach are owners of small businesses defined as 1 to 25 employees in any industry. Could be retail, could be manufacturing, could be distribution, could be IT, it could be a law firm, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on. We've coached hundreds of companies. Crossing many, many industry or classification spectrums here. So, what are we doing here, Adam? Where are we at? Right, when we left, I was going to read off my newly found and developing quickly iphone
1: that's right we're talking about we're talking about work-life balance and what a you know your point jack it's one of those myths it's one of those dirty secrets of small business and what does it mean to get to, to gain work-life balance if you have some stories to share or ideas or input here we'd love to hear from you you can get us here live in the studio at 440-946-9468 again 440-946-WINT or you can tweet at me at, at adam sunhalter a-d-a-m-s-o-n-n-h-a-l-t-e-r so give me your list of eight, Jack.
0: Hey, wait a minute. You can you can tweet me to uh, at Jack M. MVP. M-E-N-C-I-N-I-M-V-P. No, no, it's <laughs> at Jack
1: M. MVP. I believe is so what your handle is.
0: So new. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I'll get that but for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll find each other <laughs> one way or another out in this big big world of uh, what big the big Twitter 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 sphere Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere. Or Twitter sphere. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is, we're on it. You can find us. All kinds of people following you. It's kind of creepy when you start to think about it. You don't even know these people following you. It's all right. They're getting to know you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So anyway. Come here.
1: Give me your top top eight, you said? Okay.
0: Yeah. This is uh, following Wikipedia, who has a definition of balance and, and uh, home life, and balance and workplace, and balance and jobs. But here's what uh, they're suggesting. And these things, well, I, I won't judge them. These, uh, there's eight ways to achieve better work-life balance, according to Wikipedia. Number one, learn your employer's policies. Inquire about your company policies on flex time and working from home. That a good one, Adam?
1: I'm sorry, I fell asleep when you were saying that. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, blame you. Yeah. Okay, <coughs>
0: number two, this is... This is really a good advice one here. This is uh, one word, communicate. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, use technology to your advantage. Number four, telecommunic- or telecommute. And I could see a lot of people just blowing the doors off when they telecommute and come in whenever they want to, blah, blah, blah. Let's see, it's work-life balance. It isn't really balance. It's skewed to let me out of here. I hate this freaking job. Yeah. Learn to say no. That's number five. Number six, you'll like this one a lot, Adam. Fight the guilt. <laughs> Got to understand that one. We can we can dissect that one. Okay. Okay. Number seven, rethink your idea of clean. What does that mean? And then protect your private time. That's number eight. So these are eight ways to achieve better work-life balance. So you, as owners of small companies, somebody came up and started to articulate off these eight and say with a serious face they want to sit and talk about these things. Do you think you would take it seriously? Do you think this is the right approach? Certainly ideas floated out there but they don't quite hit me as as the owner of of, um, many companies and the coach of many more uh, how to really approach work-life balance. I guess there's other ways, and we'll, we'll try to get into those before the night's over.
1: All right, so a couple of things. So you are at Jack M, MVP. Oh, wait a minute. I've got to write so that can, down. So you can search for either Jack Mencini, that's M-E-N-C-I-N-I, or at Jack M, as in Mencini, MVP. All one word like that. So we'll take tweets here and there. That's good. So the couple of the words that jumped out of, those, out of those eight you did, Jack. One that you mentioned before was Guilt. The second one you mentioned, which is the last one, which is private time. Now, if there's anything these days, it's privacy is pretty much gone. It seems like so. The idea, you know, I'm still stuck on the slash from the from the first segment here, Jack, and you know, the idea of, of of private time. People share all kinds of stuff on social media, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, all the you know, all the different things that are out there, and things I don't even know about that that, that, that exist now. People. Will be an open door and putting stuff out there. So the idea of privacy, to me, is is, is kind of insane. Or the idea of protecting your privacy. What, what the heck does that mean? Your private time. So well, I,
0: I i go I go into a quiet room all by myself for my private time, and then I go on the internet to uh, play around with social networking in a very public worldwide <laughs> forum.
1: It's like you're going into a timeout, Jack. If you're going into a private yeah, room like I that, guess. right? <laughs> so and the the guilt. So the guilt of what not working so much. Uh, there's a pressure to work. Yeah, yeah. As I said, I, I just came off a came off of a family vacation with uh, my wife and kids, and my parents, and my brother and his wife. We've done this now. I think this is our third one in the last ten years. Where we've gone away somewhere, you know, and we get a house somewhere and we spend a week together. And you know, those are great times to kind of get away, create some good memories, um, some not so good memories. You forget some things, but you know, it, you know, it, it's a good week. But it's good to see how people kind of handle things differently, you know. I remember our first vacation 10 years ago, maybe it was 12 years ago now, it's been a while, and on that vacation, um, I'd gotten an email from a prospect of ours, He said, hey, do you have a couple of references that I could talk to, and so here I am at, you know, 8.30 in the morning responding to this, and my sister-in-law, God bless her soul, is like, what are you doing working on vacation? Like a, admonishing you, yeah. Okay, yeah. like, hey, this is your this is your vacation time. What are you What are you doing? Stop working. working. Give me my Give me your
0: phone. I'm going to throw it in the water.
1: So now understand that her her background and experience has always been jobs. She's never had you know, never done her own thing. You know, never been an entrepreneur. Uh, her father was a fireman. You know, so again, she's not used to this entrepreneurial world of kind of working for yourself. So I said, look, I said, I, you know, I've got a prospect here that I'm, that I'm responding to. It's taken me five minutes to reach out to another client. Say, would you be willing to talk to people and kind of get it set up? I go. You know, this is the reason I'm here and able to enjoy these kind of things is, you know, I've got good clients, good people in my, in my, in my life. And I said, I'm happy to spend five or 10 minutes in the morning on vacation while I'm getting up and going and, and, and doing this. And what do you know that that, that 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 client became a client of ours for 10 years, Jack? <laughs> I mean, you're right?
0: good at that, Adam. I mean, you're very good at that.
1: Well, then here we are on vacation this this past week. And my brother, mm-hmm. okay, who, who now owns my family company, that so he bought my dad out and he's he's now an entrepreneur. He shuts down when he's on vacation. He can, he found the switch. He doesn't he, you know, he doesn't respond to the emails. Doesn't, he doesn't do anything. He's, he's he's purely doing his stuff. And I check email usually first thing in the morning. Now I have my my family is such where I'm usually the first one awake. Right. So very helpful to spend That's twenty right. minutes or half an hour doing something in the morning is no big deal. Or I took a conference call Friday morning because it was three hours behind us, seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, you know, my. Wife and kids are still asleep. They're, you know, they're none the wiser. You know, we had a client who had some needs, right? Which I'm fine with. I talked to a client on a train train ride from Dana Point to Anaheim for for 15 minutes about something he's looking at in terms of buying a company.
0: See, I'd call that pretty good work life balance. I thought it was
1: fantastic. Yeah. And my dad fully understood it. You know, he's laughing. So I say, nice. No, I totally get it." So you're there. You're doing stuff. I, I go, "Yeah, this is fun. I I enjoy being helpful. We we enjoy what we do. Mm-hmm. We like being there for our clients. So if I'm able to be there." Happy to be there. If I'm if I'm somewhere I can't talk, if they call me at the Metallica concert, I couldn't really talk to them then. You know, i you know they, they couldn't hear me anyway, right? So what would be the point? But to me, it's it's all kind of there. It's all it's all intertwined. It isn't where you you, you draw that slash or, you, or you, you you cut it off. Where hey, this is it. You can't bother me. And, and you know, you mentioned we got a lot of clients that have these kind of struggles. We know it's a common issue. And one was just talking about it. Just had his birthday this week, right? And so his his wife and his son are saying, hey. Leave your leave your laptop at work. Demanding it, demanding it. Where he, yeah, he's he's fanatic. He's a fanatic
0: about you know answering and generating emails and texts and and they're demanding that he's got to he's got to enjoy his birthday with a fish pounding. (laughs) Uh, thud here. That it, you got to do it, and don't you dare.
1: Because it's your birthday, and you can't decide what that's you want right. to do on your birthday. You're, what you're having fun? You're having my kind of fun on your birthday, that's Jack. Right. right? That's what it comes down to. So what to. did he do? So he so he so he gets an email from a customer who's kind of putting him on delay for a little bit, right? So it's kind of a big deal. It's a good sized customer. He sneaks and looks at his phone. You know, he didn't, you know, he didn't have his, his laptop with him, but he had to see his his smartphone. He was going with to him. the
0: bathroom about every fifteen minutes, so that, that was. A, <laughs> so they were worried he was he had an illness. Uh, right.
1: Right. <laughs> So he's done that before. He'll sneak. He'll sneak out early in the morning. He'll, he'll check on the computer or late at night when you know when his wife's asleep or at least if he thinks that she's asleep, doesn't get caught at it. And so you know, my wife and I had this discussion years ago about it. So she understands. You know, here's how things are. And to me, one of the, the biggest um, uh, turnoffs is going on to a vacation is is if you have to come back and you've got hundreds or thousands oh, of emails to respond to. It's like, that's oh my terrible. goodness, you're going to spend the first day come back and you're going to be in a miserable mood. Why would I rather spend 10, 20, 30 minutes during the course of a day when I'm on vacation, checking that stuff to make sure anything kind of going on. If not, I can just you know keep that 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 slate clean, so to speak, you know, and kind of move things on. And because there's always time. Even you on a family vacation, hey, if, if if I'm waiting in line or something, doing that, there's always some time. And if you look around, one of the things you constantly see, Jack, is this people looking down doing this, or tapping on their phones or whatever the, the, their smart devices are. People are attached to their friggin' devices That's all right. the time. That's right. So okay, so I'm not as much onto the, the, the consumer stuff and checking things out, so I'll do it a little bit, but again I'll i I'll check some email, I'll check some tweets, I'll check some Facebook okay, I'll check some things here or there, but it's okay to mix in email here or text to a client or something like that. Hey, I was thinking about this. What's wrong with that? I to me that's a great big, a great the big, balance. The
0: big myth of of you know, balancing work and life. It's it's mythical. It really is. If you have a job, even a job and we aren't job people, but if you have a job or you own a company and you love it you just are you 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 love the challenge you 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 love the successes you you get through the 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 failures here and get stimulated as you turn it around that that's life and work balance you like the work and you like your time away you just step away to get a breather just like uh swimming a distance and and taking air taking a stop taking a break it's it you, the two are so interwoven and intermeshed that That's the balance you're looking for. That's how you get it. And you can't orchestrate it. You can't legislate it. You can't make a corporate policy about work life balance. You know, you can't demand time off every third Friday uh, for this and that. It doesn't work like that. You got to put yourself in the environment that you like what you're doing. And if you do, good things happen.
1: There you go. That's a great rant, Jack, and right up against the break here. So stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We'll come back talk about this whole work-life balancing and maybe talk about a little bit of guilt. So stay tuned for that here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. A Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hi, folks. I'm Jack Mancini
0: here with Adam, my longtime business coach partner. And we're here talking about how questions. That's at least how it started anyway. And we're talking about work-life balance. A lot of mythical uh, interpretations and discussions about that whole subject.
1: Right. We'd love to hear your input on that. If you want to give us a call here in the studio, don't feel guilty. We're gonna talk about guilt here a little bit. That was one of the topics Jack brought up in terms of the top eight ways to, to, to work on work life balance. So give us a call here in the studio, 440-946-9468. Again four four zero nine four six WINT. And we're all over the Twitter sphere, Twitter sphere, Twitter sphere, whatever it is. You can Twitters. tweet at us. Twitter at, uh, at Jack M, MVP, at Adam Sonhalter. Or at maximum VP, you got three ways to get a hold of us and tweet at us and follow us, and we'd be happy to respond to it or put the questions out here. If you'd rather, you know, come to us that way instead of calling the <laughs> studio. But we know you got some, you got some things that you're wrestling with, and and you if, if you as the owner haven't wrestled with this or haven't fought this, which we we know you probably have because you've probably been sneaking to to kind of go do work when you're on vacation or at home or on the weekend and supposed to be enjoying uh, some family time, or you've deal with it with your employees, and so. One of the things that Jack and I were discussing when we were, um, when we were prepping for the show, was the bad rap that millennials get. And what do I mean by that? One Absolutely. of the things that people yeah. get upset about is that the millennials don't want to work and they question their work ethic. I think maybe that's where the guilt thing comes from, Jack. Perhaps maybe that's tied into the to, to, to the whole millennial thing, where there are people trying to make them feel guilty about hey, you aren't putting in. You're, Sixty, eighty, hundred-hour weeks—you aren't paying sorry, your dues. We're, we're
0: all products, one way or another, and it's diminishing, but we're still there. Of the industrial revolution, forty hours a week. If you aren't working forty hours a week, by God, you know you're you're taking advantage of your employer. That kind of mentality. Right. And I think that that's what drives the guilt. That, oh God, I'm going to leave here, and I, I got to keep track of my time. And I've only worked thirty-eight hours. I'm leaving two hours early. What a bunch of nonsense that is. You people
1: trying to game the system, they spend all this time. And it's, just, it's something that we, we, we talk to uh, attorneys and CPAs about all the time, that how many hours a week do you spend tracking your hours, right? The thing we you should have to track your hours is just track your productivity, get stuff done. You know, So the whole hourly mentality is very, very difficult. We're saying, get, let's get some stuff done. And if I get something done in three hours, why do I got to put in eight hours or pretend I put in eight hours worth of work? If I've accomplished my goal or what I wanted to get done for the day, Let's re celebrate it and enjoy it. I think the, the the millennials have learned, and and don't we try to teach our kids this? Okay, my kids are still pretty young at fourteen and eleven. You know, Jacks are grown up, but you know they're still your kids, and you got grandkids too. And we try to teach them to learn from our mistakes. We try to do the same thing with our coaching clients, you know. And often they do listen from that, and that's we usually celebrate that. Hey, they're 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 paying attention, and they're not making the same mistakes. Yet here are the the kids, and they aren't. Following in some of the footsteps of the parents, where hey, we're going to work for the man, or going to do this thing, and, I, and all I'm doing is working, and working, and working and all the time. So I'm going to go and I'm going to work less mm-hmm. because I'm going to need less. I'm not chasing different possessions, things like that. You know, I want to kind of do things different. Well, what's wrong with that?
0: Nothing. I think that's always people have always been envious of the boss. I can remember in my early uh, early entry years after college, few years after college. And here the boss, the general manager, whoever, he could take off Friday afternoon and go golfing, supposedly under the guise of business. And there was. I mean, there was some business going on. But for the most part, he was free to pretty much come and go as he pleased as long as the work and the results were there. Well, everyone would like that. And to your point, Adam, the millennials are are starting to uh, reconstruct this industrial revolution mentality here. And they're looking for time away, and that's you know what, what is driving this whole work-life balance thing. They're, they're, they want remote access. They want time away when there's a big event, and there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. And the management of the company should face up to that and basically try to accommodate it, and many companies are today. It's those old steel guys who keep uh, holding on to the past here,
1: yeah. People, you know, with the prolif- proliferation of technology, you know, my, my first experience with this really was uh in 2000 right, when I moved back to Cleveland and I was still working in New York and I was commuting back and forth every week. and I'd set up an office here and I had a fax machine back in the day, Jack. I know those, those kind of ancients probably hey, dating I know me here, fax machines are. um, but we used to fax stuff, but I also had my laptop and I had you know my email, my cell phone, and so as long as I was accessible, the fact that I was working you know, 500 miles away from the home office wasn't a big deal. And I was able to do that because I knew that I was producing stuff. It wasn't that they had to keep a, keep a close eye on me. And so technology is a wonderful thing if it's used properly. It enables you. What's wrong with working from a beautiful beachfront location? Nothing. Nothing, right? That's
0: right. I would do it every time I could.
1: Now, I recall, though, my first year at Bear Stearns where I was trying to plan a trip with my now wife, but she was my girlfriend at the time, and we were trying to plan a trip to Mexico. I was all excited about it because the pager didn't work in Mexico, Jack. So, you know, I was... Perfect. I could free from that leash, but it wasn't until, like, the night before that I knew I was going to be able to go. They always kind of keep you wondering if you're going to be able to go and build that stress. And when you finally got to go, it's like, oh, it's a huge relief. I'm finally going to cut the cord for a week. I'm, I'm free. You know, they, they can't come get me. Or being on my honeymoon where I was on a, on a cruise ship, you know, it's... What does it cost? Hundred bucks an hour to try to, or a minute to try to connect to get back to the landlines, you know. And huh. so, huh. I, I recall that that, that you know, wanted to kind of cut that cord and be able to get free for a little while. Well, today, again, it's not like, hey, I can't put you can't put you through Jack because she's on long distance. Well, okay, those <laughs> yeah. those are things of the yeah. past, right? Yeah. And, and I think in a good way for many folks. And the, and the idea is if you use technology to the way it's supposed to be, and so come back to, to, to the millennials, that's all they know. They know the technology, right? That's what they've grown up with. They don't know a world without that technology, and so it's just part of who they are. And so that you know, where it's up to some of us older folks to kind of start to embrace that and use it in the right way, where it's not going to be a leash, but it's a way to empower you to kind of do work from wherever. And it's that's not a bad thing; it's a good thing.
0: It is a good thing, and it's. I, I think change change always comes reluctantly from those who who are in somewhat power, but basically uh, we were talking about an article I read about how most of the veteran workers, most of us are all veteran workers, and these millennials who have grown up the way they have and have expectations and the Me Too, and uh, the veterans will say, not the veteran, not military veterans, the veterans of workforce will say, those millennials are gonna really learn what it's like when they get out into the workplace. And we'll, we'll say that collectively, the, the veterans in a very smug way. Like they almost can't wait till the millennials get cut down to size. Well, that's probably not going to happen. And it's not going to happen according to this article because they've gone to college. They've learned in the classroom, and you can see it on, on nightly TV if you watch TV or nightly, however you take in your news, the protestations and the changes and the outspokenness, things that are very upsetting. But basically, they're learning through college a whole different way. Of approaching work and approaching life. And those things aren't going to go away. That's what they know. And in a matter of another decade or so, they're going to be in the positions uh, of, uh, we'll call it power, the bosses, the people who are running companies. Right. So what they're doing is okay. It has to be embraced. And it has to be, I'll use that word tonight again, balanced. And there's some very good things in both traditional approaches to work and and life, and, and basically the, the new emerging way. There's more efficiencies, there's more common sense, quite frankly, with, you know, uh, with the style of millennial living right now. Right. So we got to learn it. There's warts, no question about it, but there's warts on the other side as well.
1: well it, gives you, it gives you a chance to kind of think about what do you want. And so are you working so hard because you really enjoy the work, or are you working so hard because you feel like you need to? And you need to, to do what? To support a, a certain lifestyle. Come back to that work life. You, know, you mentioned uh, going back to the open part of our show here, the work versus lifestyle, that, that balance. When you're looking at, at that definition, Jack. So if I have, to, if I have a, a certain lifestyle that that I want to support, where I want to get all these things, or I want to take all these expensive trips, or you know, go to these exotic restaurants, all whatever it might be, if I have a certain lifestyle I have to try to support, then I feel a need to work more. And that can be uh, uh, almost like a downward spiral or very deflating. I think what the the millennials are trying to embrace, a lot of them are. Well, a lot of entrepreneurs try to embrace too. It's like, okay, well, I want to go work for somebody else, or I want to do my own thing, and where most owners are, they're exactly what we're talking about, Jack. Where they can kind of they can quote unquote come and go as they please, right? Well, but they're never off. Their mm-hmm. minds are going twenty four seven about things. Ideas come up at all the times because um, you're, you're always looking for ways to get better, ways to get your team better, ways to add to the business. And it's not a it's not a disease. It's a, it's a it's a wonderful thing because I don't go to work and not think about my spouse and kids. They're on my mind. You know, I'm thinking about it, or friends or people who are having some trouble. It's kind of there. I can't just flick a switch and turn that stuff you can't off. Can't flick a switch either way. Right. You
0: know, if if you're involved here, it, it boils down to this: if you if you feel your job sucks, it's just a lousy job, right? Right. Nothing's going to make your your work-life balance. You're going to be miserable when you go home. You're going to be miserable on vacation. You're going to be thinking so much negativity because the thought of going back to that, that cesspool job is is going to just zap the energy and goodwill that you have. So if you have a lousy job, you've got to get out of it. you just got to get out of it. And if not, don't you dare utter the word work-life balance. Because you got a sucky job and your life is never gonna, you're never gonna have a good life.
1: <laughs> Very well put, Jack. That's one of the things. That, one of the beauties of what we do day to day is we work with the owners of the companies. And if we ever get the owners coming in, dragging their knuckles, complaining about stuff, and they say, wait, oh, time out, time out. Now, who's Stop in, it. Who's in charge here? Right? That's okay, right. you are as the owner. So we're talking to the person here who can start to affect and impact some of this change. So. Quit your whining, quit being upset, quit being dragging your knuckles around. If you want to be upset and pissed off, you can go work for somebody else. That's right. If you got your own company, that's not, yeah, there's no place for it there. So let's do something about it. And that's why most entrepreneurs you meet, most business owners you meet, are, tend to be much happier and much more fulfilled than people you meet who are working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because at that very point. They don't view their job as sucking, to quote you jack that's right they that's love it good they understand they understand that there's a that, that there's a there's a roller coaster and they're on that ride and they're up and down they try to enjoy the highs and, and hur- hurry through those lows and get back up again but it's all part of it mm-hmm. they wouldn't trade it for anything it's all part of the experience we had a client today who was talking about that I said you know you can you know life's a great is a great teacher we got to experience some stuff and we we're looking out at the lakes and yeah if you're out in the lake on a you know, on a on a boat or on a board okay well it's one thing to kind of watch it from shore it's a whole different thing to be out there on that board and trying to react in real time what's kind of going on I and mean, you know you, you can't live through it so there's a certain excitement and enjoyment of that that comes with it so even if it's kind of tough you at least enjoy part of that ride and kind of being there and having the sense that hey you know one of the benefits is i can kind of come and go as i please well okay yeah but that's because you're not putting that slash. Come back to that slash again, Jack. There's no slash in your world.
0: You're making calls and doing analytics on on the weekend and out, out of everybody's sight while they're trying to balance their work life and lifestyle. Well, yours is already balanced. You know, what do you want more? You want more time off? Okay, well, how do you do that? How do you accomplish that? And if you do have the time off, is it energizing time off? I mean, you could be forced on vacations like we were talking about <laughs> earlier and, and do it for the benefit of the family because that's their definition of you're working too hard at them. Damn it, we're going on vacation and you're coming along with us and I'm going to define what your vacation gonna should like. You're going to like it, Yes, you to like better it like better, or uh, we're going <laughs> home. No way, we can't go home. We're on vacation. You got to, you know, those switches for I'm at work or I'm on vacation. Very few people get to have that switch and find it. And work-life balance, again, if you have a lousy job, you're never going to find balance.
1: That's right. we got one more segment to go here. We're going to come up against a break. So you can give us a call here in the studio, 440-946-9468. Tweet at us at at MaximumVP, at JackMMVP, or at Adam sunhalter. We'd love to hear from you in terms of your work-life balance struggles or some stories you've got. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're
0: coaches, business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners, M-V-P. Don't forget it.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini. We are business coaches with maximum value partners. And we're talking about more myth than reality about work and life balance. That that great subject that seems to hit so many people. My opinion, what it really comes down to is people who have a sucky job are trying to get more time away from the company. (laughs) That's that's your phrase
1: of the night. It's a quote of the night. If you're part of the Sucky Job Club, I'm sure there's probably one out there that they they talk about that stuff, Jack, and that drives a lot of entrepreneurship. People are running away from something.
0: Well, this applies to owners of small companies, too, who don't like what they're doing because they don't know how to get out of their situation. That's where we help, for sure. But, you know, a job person who hates their job or a business owner who's always complaining, they have the same basic problem. They can change And they choose not to. They look at uh, the other side of the aisle to solve all their problems and give me more, but it's a, a black hole that never gets better. So you gotta change to something, you gotta get rid of those how questions, or you gotta get rid of your sucky job. (laughs) <laughs> Excuse
1: me. Good. That's all right, Jack. That's good. Yeah, the, the, those remedies, a couple a couple of remedies came in a couple of weeks ago that uh, Jack tried for that cough. They didn't work yet. So, That's we're taking right. we're taking more remedies and so you can well, you this can,
0: time, wait. This time we're only going to pay for the ones that, the ones work. that work. All right. That's so, right. so
1: 10 bucks for the ones that work. You're you going up the, the end, right.
0: Well, yeah, if, if it works sure. fast, I'll pay a bonus.
1: All right. 10 bucks plus a bonus for that. So, you got to tweet them at JackMVP you can tweet him or you can email him too. He's, uh, you know, give your email, Jack. Jack M at maximumvp dot com. That's good. Or you can try a radio at MaximumVP.com. dot com. You can tweet Max at maximumvp. You can tweet me. I can get it to Jack. I'm at Adam Sonhalter. Or give us a call here in the studio. We'd love to hear your your home remedy for that that stupid cough, as Jack it's likes a to call it. Stupid
0: dry cough that's been with me. I don't know four or five months, in the Cleveland Clinic said, hey, one day you're going to wake up and it won't be there. We tried all kinds of stuff to get rid That's of it. That's
1: a stupid remedy. All right. So you get us here in the studio at 440-946-9468. We're going to finish up you know, this this show talking about our, our work-life balance issues. And again, yeah, if you're the owner struggling with that, uh, if you feel guilty, the guilt can be on the owner's side a lot too, Jack. They feel guilt. It's put on them by their spouse, by their kids. you got to have an open discussion with them about stuff, and they have to understand you that, Part of what you're doing is helping to provide for what they're able to do many times. And so everybody's part of the business. Uh, we always, you know, I always personally laugh when people ask about a family business. I'm thinking, well, if it's not a publicly owned company, it's a family business because it's a privately owned business, so the families are there. At the end of the day, work and families and, and life, this whole work-life balance, it's all part of it. Work has been there from the beginning, Right. As soon as Adam and Eve screwed stuff up in the in the Garden of Eden, there's been a lot of work. Even that, they, they, their job was to take care of stuff, right? <laughs> that's they had to work right. and tend the had earth had to then take, take care of it. So, <laughs> that was part of the curse. We're here to work, but you can get some great satisfaction out of work. You know, living that life of leisure, Jack. That's one of those things. The definition of lifestyle was leisure. You oh, tried retiring God. twice, Jack. How'd that go?
0: Never, never again. Just keep doing doing something meaningful for sure. Well, what does that mean? Look how look how many people we've coached at them on that subject and just opening up the whole idea of what do you want to do after you retire or if you do retire what are you going to do and easy question to ask very very difficult question to answer meaningfully so yeah the, the leisure life of leisure we, How often is the vision initial of vision from some of our clients so, look I wanna grow this company and sell it and just live on the live on the ocean Live a life of golf and, and, boy, oh, boy, just think of that. A bad golfer having to, it, it'd be like, you know, being assigned to, to purgatory, wouldn't it? It's, putting, I mean, it's just, putting
1: me to sleep just thinking about it, Jack. Holy
0: crap. Every day I got to go golf with a bunch of bad golfers. Unless I'm a huh. good golfer, which is a very unusual. <laughs> but certainly in my case, it doesn't work at all. But uh, what do
1: you do? What do you do in a life of leisure? It's it's hard to figure out. I was listening to one of my favorite new podcasts I talked to you about. I may have talked about it in the show, which is called How I Built This. And uh, there's a company called Aiden and Aeneas. I think it's the, the way you pronounce it. It's basically Baby Blankets Jack, right? And the woman who founded this was this Australian woman. And she talked about when she first moved to New York with her husband, because he got a job in New York. They moved from Australia. She was like, oh, I'll just kind of figure things out. I'll volunteer, get involved. What happened? She goes, what happened was I'd be like, all of a sudden it was, you know, I would get up and I'd lounge around and I'd watch, you know, daytime TV. And like four months into it, my husband's going, 1130, I'm sitting on the couch. He's like, what are you doing? You got to get your stuff kind of together. She goes, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like I was, you know, just kind of going that. She goes, I was absolutely miserable, you know. And so she's done telling the story about how she's working her full-time job during the day. And then she would spend three or four hours with her kids. Kids go to bed, and she spent another seven hours working on the company, getting it launched. You know, so that was—that's just how I am. And I—I've I, been kind of going at it that way. I look back at that whole life of leisure. I, I had that four months of kind of just lounging around and you know, you know, eating bonbons and watching day you know daytime talk shows. You know, shows. She goes, it was absolutely miserable. I couldn't think of anything more miserable than that. And I think that's where a lot of our clients would say, "I'll take that challenge, Jack. You know, uh, yeah. well, let me try to live that life, life of leisure and." We know. We it know. might be weeks or yep. months, and they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be pining for something else. Absolutely. And in fact, most of them can't. You know, that's like one client who just sold just sold their company before the the, the sale was finalized. She already had another company started because she was going to take some time off and, and be with the grandkids. She can't move. stop. That's
0: right. That's right. That, you know that was, that was a good story too. Because yeah. you get the bug and you and you enjoy it. So that's that's you a can't greatly just sit balanced and life. Do nothing. That's right. That's right. So what this is, what. The core of it, though, is loving your work. If you love your work, you're going to have a balanced lifestyle. I, I, I don't see how the two can be, be separated. And if you love your work, you love it because it's successful, defined as growing, sustainable profits. So with those profits, you can create the kind of culture you want. You can hire the kind of people you want. You can stay with the customers you have and or get rid of them. And you, you're the one who's going to make the work life better. And with that comes the balance for the lifestyle.
1: So be aware of that. I'll call it the sucky job syndrome, Jack. I like that. Now we can kind of call Add it that. Add
0: that to the pot. That's right. So
1: the SJS, sucky job syndrome. So if that's part of your job as the owner, is to help make sure that not only is your job not a sucky job, but the people you, that work for you. Same thing. If they're enjoying themselves, that's where the the, the best productivity comes from. And. What you care about as the owner, the plans and the driving that you're doing to lead the company is not counting hours and worry about people doing this or that. It's, hey, are we getting done and accomplishing our goals? And if we're able to do that, that should be celebrated, not nitpicking and ankle-biting at people that, hey, gee, they, they show up later, they take a two-hour lunch. They do, well, who cares? If they're that's productive and right. doing things that you want to get done, you should embrace that and think that's, that, that's fantastic versus, hey, I need more and more and more and more. You know, we can only work so much yeah, you know, we we aren't robots to use robots, your favorite your butts favorite word. With two Ts. That's right, with a U and two Ts. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, that would make life a lot
1: simpler. And we're getting to the point where a lot of a lot of jobs are gonna become robot jobs. I was just I was meeting with the bank on money, talking about this idea that banks are going to kiosks. And he sees a future not too distant where people are gonna be doing their banking with kiosks as opposed to going into a retail location and talking to a teller or talking to a banker. Can't come soon enough, can uh, it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> depends who your banker is, but again, he said, "I'm seeing this where there's a lot of those jobs that are, that are kind of sucky jobs." You know, even you know the, the guys in the show you know, prior to this talking about the whole idea of having trucks and then having a bunch of little little trucks behind them that are, that are driverless, right? So they're taking one human instead of driving one truck or one trailer, they're also responsible for a dozen of them. So they're taking away some of these what, what, what can be kind of sucky jobs and they're automating them. Mm-hmm. So technology's taking over those kind of things. So how do you how do you create those jobs that, that don't suck? that are a lot of fun, that, that, that are engaging, that are using people's minds and using their creativity and getting them excited to be part of your company. That's a tremendous challenge, so you should be looking forward to that challenge, but it starts with you with the owner. To your point, Jack, if you aren't enjoying what you're doing, can't. ain't nobody else going to be enjoying it either.
0: That's right. There, there goes the, the, the work life and now the, the lifestyle life. That's the other part of this. That can't work either if your job is bad, if your job sucks. I mean, it just—it it, it can't work. So, use the owner, you can create the right environment. You have so much power to alter your life, change your life, and kind of live the style that you want and can support with your company and feel good about it. I mean, imagine going to work every day, where you can't wait to get there, or if you don't, you're going to take a week off uh, with some exotic vacation. You can't wait to call in and kind of check on stuff just to, to see what's going on because you love it so much. Look at your attitude and look at how the people around you would, would uh, you know, look at you and, and how they would feel. You can create that environment. So it starts always with the owners. That's what we say because it's true.
1: Yes, it does. All right. This is another fantastic show. We want to thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We're here. You can get us live in the studio. Uh, And when we're not in the studio, you can give us an email at radio at maximumvp.com. Tweet at us at at maximumvp, at jackmvp, at Adam Sonhalter. Or give us a call again, 877-849-0670. Excellent,
0: Adam. Excellent. Another one. Wrap it
1: up, buddy. That's right. If you missed any part of this show or our previous shows, you can listen to them at your leisure anytime, day or night. Subscribe to us on iTunes and when you're there. Hey, leave a, leave a uh, review for us. Or you can go to the archive section of WINTradio.com and download them there. So learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.
0: Okay. i over
1: you from above. Tomorrow I'm worth